Welcome to the People Priority Podcast, where we dig into topics that help you show up as your best self for you and your circle of influence. I'm your host, Julie Schneers, a teacher turned speaker, teen culture consultant, and leadership growth coach who loves people. Join me every week for conversations that will motivate, educate, and hopefully just inspire you to grow through the power of communication, connection, and confidence. Because you and your people, you're worth it. This week, I want to talk about tough conversations. Last month, I was working with a school district and I was doing breakout sessions, which is pretty normal for me when I travel to do a keynote and um, especially when I'm working with school districts or companies that are doing a conference for them to have me also do some breakout sessions. So the breakout sessions, we have a wide variety of options. There was communication as an option, building out your legacy lens as an option, braving conflict and how to do that, working with your people on what they need and how to pour value into them. Anyway, I have tons of breakout sessions that are an option when I keynote. So this school district had picked a couple of those, which led to conversations about how do you have tough conversations with your leadership? And of course, all I'm thinking is one, leadership has hired me for this. And these people are like, well, we have tough conversations that we want to have with our leadership. How do we have that conversation? Eek. And of course, these leaders that are in this room are not just dealing with tough conversations in you know, their space between them and their leader, but also in their space between uh, them and their team and people that are walking through the doors. And it's a school district, so it may be parents, it may be students. And so this was a conversation that how to brave conflict and be better communicators is something I was asked to present. And that content, of course, it pulls up authentic worries. It pulls up issues that are sitting in that space. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a principal or an administrator of any kind in a school district, hear me say supporting you is as important to me as it is to support the people that you put me in a room with. Okay. That's just, my heart is in it a hundred percent, but I cannot pretend that hard questions aren't being asked. So after session number four, when I have been asked at least once a session about this topic of how do I have this tough conversation, I'm realizing that one, this is not just an issue for a couple of people. And two, this is maybe something that we should actually talk about here on the People Priority Podcast. So today I want to talk about how do you brave those really tough conversations when you're a leader in your space, but you're not the top leader? And the problem might be with someone in charge of you because that's reality. We are all human. We are all living in this space together or working in a space that can be difficult and challenging. So what did I say to these people? How do we navigate those tough conversations and maybe hopefully help you through some tough conversations of your own? First things first, I did point out, which I want to point out to you also, there are always two sides to every single story. There is always parts of someone else's job you do not understand. Nature of the beast. There's 
things that you might not be told. There's pieces that you have no idea about that someone else does in their every single day. So having that possible, there could be pieces of the puzzle that I don't understand in the back of your mind is really important when you are frustrated. So number one. Number two is remember that there might be pieces to this person and not just the problem and not just the workspace that you also don't understand. So ask yourself, have I really connected with this person, even if it is your leader? Before I go and get frustrated about how things are working or not working, have I connected enough to know what this person might be dealing with, what this person might need from me, which, which would take communication. The pillars of what we were talking about. In order for you to be confident in your ability to walk in their office and have a conversation, there has to be communication and connection that have happened prior. Is there a way that you could create some better connection and communication opportunities before you decide that you're super frustrated? Because assuming that everyone's doing their best is not a skill that everybody has. And it's something that would help the majority of us in our workspace. If we could assume that somebody's doing their very best, you come in with this perspective of, well, one, there's more than I don't know. And two, I wonder what I could do to be better in that space so that there's not this perspective of blame, this perspective of they're just not doing a good job. They're not good enough to help me do my job. They need to be better. Just overall, if you can have good intent, good internal intent in your own brain and heart about the people in your space, that will take you far. Now, I'm very aware that the people that I was having this conversation with might, might be in that space and needing to think through their internal intentions and is this person doing their best? But one of them led the conversation with, I absolutely love my leader. I absolutely respect my leader. I think she's an incredible human being. So this is not to say that, that I am frustrated with her as a person, but I am not able to do my job because she is not taking care of communication. And it's something that I've struggled with. I pointed out a couple of times and she still is not getting better at it. Therefore, I'm becoming frustrated at my job with her because she is not communicating well the things that I need in order to be successful in my space. So when, when the person that has the tough question about a hard conversation leads with how incredible their leader is and how much they like them, and they want me to know that this isn't bashing them at all, but it is how do I handle this really tough spot that I'm in, that person probably is thinking through the good intentions of that person. And I know that their heart is good and I do respect them and I do like the other pieces of them, but this thing is making my job hard. Okay. So if we've done those things, then let's move forward in how do we have that tough conversation? And then someone else asked me, do I have that tough conversation? Okay. So before we dig into how, is it something that you need to do? And I, I like asking myself these questions when you're walking into a tough conversation or you're frustrated about something and you know that you're, you're walking into conflict, okay? One, do I need to have this conversation? Okay, is this tough enough that I do need to have this conversation? Is this something that I need to pick apart, figure out, deal with? Question number two, 
do I need to have this conversation with the person I'm frustrated with? Because sometimes it's not straight going to the top leader. So maybe you think you're frustrated with the top leader, but there's a person in leadership between the two of you. We for sure need to go up the ladder. So who is it that you really need to have this conversation with first? Number three is, do I need to have this conversation now? Are you in a good emotional, mental, calm, able to handle the conflict state of mind so that you can have the conversation? Because that might mean you need to take a walk or take a day or take a breather, whatever that looks like before you do have that conversation. Okay, so if we look through those and we know that this is the person I need to have the conversation with, I do need to have the conversation and I am capable of handling that conversation. Okay, now we can move forward. If we've asked ourselves those questions and we know we're walking into a tough conversation, it might be difficult, but you should communicate rather than let it affect how you do your job or how you show up. And one of the women that I visited with, she said, I just don't feel confident in being able to talk to my leader because I'm afraid I'm going to get shut down. That's a common fear. And you know what? I want to acknowledge now that it probably is very difficult for most of us to sit down with a leader, our leader, our boss, and have a tough conversation about something that in the workspace is a struggle for us. I do think it's something you have to approach carefully. But I also believe that any boss that cares about their people, cares about their company, cares about their school, would much rather you sit down and have a tough conversation than quit because your head and heart are so frustrated that you cannot be happy in that space anymore. And if you're a leader listening to this, like the leader that, that might be the person in charge of someone else who comes to you and has that hard conversation, remember when someone's coming to approach you about a tough problem that they're having, that they're actually scheduling time to come sit in your office and have a conversation about, that was probably really hard for them to do. So acknowledging that they built up the confidence and, and walked through the frustration to a point that they've scheduled time on your calendar, that took a lot. And asking yourself, is losing them something that I want? Because if you don't want to lose them, being able to walk through the conversation, even if it's not perfectly executed, is worth working for. Okay, so just like a little perspective shift. But let's go back to if you're the person having to have this tough conversation. If you're having this tough conversation and you've thought about if it needs to be you and the who you're having the conversation with is, and you're ready to do that, what does that look like? I do believe in the power of collecting your thoughts. Knowing what you want to share when you walk into the space. And of course, I coach speakers for years and years. So I'm going to tell you it's really important that you have a strategy. And I, I recommend a three-point strategy. And that can look like, here's reason one, two, and three. They could be separate reasons of, of why things are hard. They could be reputational strategy. 
here's how we're doing things. And I understand the perspective of how we're doing things. Point number two, here's what I would like for you to consider in this change. Because point number three, what we're currently doing is not working or flip two and three. Refutational is acknowledging, I, I see why we are where we are. I see your point and then flipping to my point and flipping to my idea. So that's reputational strategy. Another strategy is problem solution. I want to share this problem with you. I want to share how it's affecting us. And I want to share my idea of a solution. There's so many ways that you can put it together so that you have some concrete points. You want to make sure that you're talking about the real problem. There has to be a point to every point, like the point of the problem, the point of how it's affecting you, the point is the solution. So, so being able to leech the reasons for the conversation with good information is vital in a tough conversation. I also love the idea of starting with a really good uh, attention getter that kind of connects you together. And of course, it's attention getter in the speech world. But it's also a let's get started and a way to, to deep dive in without saying we have a problem because that's that's the worst way to start a tough conversation. So to be able to to lead in with a story or a statistic or something that connects you with the person sitting across from you or connects you both to the issue at hand so that there's not this we have a problem and that feels abrupt and that feels jerky and that makes people nervous. I think that's a much better strategy. I also love being able to share a justification of why it matters before we even deep dive into the points. Give us a reason why we're having this conversation. Give us a preview of what we're going to talk about. And then later on, when you get to the conclusion, after you've given your three points, you or two points or, or four or five points, I don't know what it looks like. It depends on your issue. Three is my favorite number. But if you're going to the conclusion, you, you wrap it back up with a review of those points. So it feels covered and it feels clean and there's clarity in that space and there's no confusion. If you go rogue in the middle of those points, you can get back to it in the end and say, this is the problem. This is how it's affecting us. And this is what I propose. But I want to just have a conversation about how we can move forward together and what your thoughts are on this. Ending with something that maybe links back to that original connector. It's always a beautiful way to lace it together. But having clarity is really important. So if you're going to have to schedule a tough conversation, make a good plan and have some idea of what you're going to say because then you're going to feel more confident. And that doesn't mean it's going to be an easy conversation, but it does mean that you're going to feel a little more prepared, which will create confidence. And you can walk in knowing that you're doing your best. If you walk in frustrated, you know that's not your best. That is going to make you more nervous. But the point of having all of these tips and all of these ideas thrown at you so that you can mull it over in the middle of a tough conversation or in the middle of a frustration with a tough conversation down the road is the idea that if your head and your heart are not happy enough to find joy in your space, that it is time that you sit down and have a conversation. I feel so certain that leaders worth working for 
are going to be happier that you had a conversation over finding out that you suffered for years while you looked for another job because you were unhappy, talk smack behind their back, and then quit. What if that tough conversation takes care of misunderstandings that are being had by more people than just you? What if that tough conversation gives you the opportunity to grow in a space, make things better in a space, problem solve a problem that nobody even knew was an issue yet? What if that shows bravery? What if that shows a leader in a way that your leadership hasn't seen you lead before? I know that it's scary to go out and have a tough conversation. But if you are struggling in your space, if you're unhappy, if you're not able to do your job well, then a conversation is definitely the place to start. I will always be for communication, creating opportunities to connect, and being able to lead in your circle whether you're the CEO, the secretary in that office, or the teacher in that classroom, or the one in charge of the boardroom, whoever you are, leading whoever you're leading, it will always be worth having a tough conversation so that you can lead better in that space. For today, I hope that you feel a little bit lighter knowing that you're frustrated or have been frustrated or down the road someday when you are frustrated and you're remembering this conversation, I hope you find courage in you knowing you're not alone. Having problems with your leader is definitely something that you're not the only one who might be struggling. But sitting quietly by when you're just sitting in your frustration, when you're not doing a great job at your job, because you're not able to do your job, that's worth a conversation. And if you're a leader, I know we talked about it for a hot second, but if you're a leader, be open-minded and open-hearted. And remember that sometimes the training that you've had isn't the training that everyone else has had, but the issues that everyone else is dealing with on the fronts that they're managing are definitely different than the issues that you see and understand and know because it's not what you do on the daily. So being open-minded and open-hearted is really important, but also being, being approachable is a place we all have to strive to grow in. Because if we're not approachable to those that we lead, if those that we lead feel like, I've talked to him and it doesn't matter, he won't get back to me, I know it's going to be uncomfortable, he hates when I try to schedule time with him. If you've created that kind of anxiety, you aren't getting the best out of your people. So how can you be more approachable? Because you might be a leader listening to this thinking, I don't have tough conversations in my space. But then the question might be asked, are there people in your space that need to have a, a conversation with you? Is there opportunity for that? Are you approachable in that way? Do you know if you're approachable? Are you sure? <laughs> because that could be your growth opportunity if you're the one sitting here thinking, I don't have the tough conversations I'm worrying about. I'm going to flip the script for just a second. No, I'm talking about education and I'm throwing in some business bits, but this applies to us at home too. 
are we approachable to our kids? Are we approachable enough that if they have an issue with how things are being run or what we're doing or the rules that we've made to at least have a conversation with us? I don't mean that every conversation is going to result in the person sitting across the table or sitting next to you in the chair, which would be better for conflict if we're having a real talk there, gets their way. I'm not saying that that person always gets their way, but I am saying having a conversation that makes people feel like they've been seen and heard or can better understand your reasoning or does give you more information for better steps to moving forward is never wrong. But if you're not approachable, you are losing an opportunity to connect with your kids or your people in ways that could be really impactful. So your key takeaways for today are tough conversations are worth it. They might not feel great. Walking in might be hard, especially if you're not used to walking into tough conversations, but they are worth it because any kind of conversation is better than no conversation. If you're so unhappy in your head and in your heart that you are ready to quit or you're being a quiet quitter or you just really don't love your space. I know that not all things are worth a tough conversation to all of us sitting in the space, but if it's something that your head and heart are really struggling with, then a tough conversation is better than you quitting. Takeaway number one. Takeaway number two. Don't forget to ask yourself, do I need to have this tough conversation? Is the person I'm thinking about talking to the real person I need to have this conversation with? And do I need to have this conversation? Or do I need to organize my thoughts first? Takeaway number three is if you're sitting here having these thoughts of, I'm still struggling with how to navigate this tough conversation. Something I haven't mentioned yet, but I want to throw in is go back to episode six, communicating through conflict, because there's some really great tips in there on how to get started and how to have a resolution type conflict conversation so that good stuff does come out in the end. So if you're still sitting here thinking, man, that outline didn't really help me enough. She just pushed me to have the tough conversation and I don't know how to do it. Go back, listen to episode number six. Your challenge this week, and I don't want to challenge you in the realm of conflict because that's definitely not what we want to do. But I'm going to challenge you to find your focus in the places that you're frustrated so that if you are frustrated enough and you're thinking about these tough conversations, you find your focus on the space where you can actually move the needle, where a difference can be made so that you're not just angry for the sake of it or frustrated for the sake of it because you don't want to have to do things that you might actually need to do, but there's a focus of how it can be impactful or why it's such a struggle for you so that you aren't just mad at that person, but you're mad at the problem problem that you can solve with the person. And your challenge, if you don't have a tough conversation sitting in your brain now, is to ask yourself, am I approachable? Could there be somebody in my space that needs to have a tough conversation with me? Am I approachable? How can I become more approachable? That's your challenge for the week. Take the one that fits you best. And I'm leaving you with really an incredible quote, especially for today's conversation. It's by Shonda Rhimes. I love tons of her stuff. Here's what it says. Because no matter how hard a conversation is, 
I know that on the other side of that difficult conversation lies peace, knowledge, an answer delivered, character is revealed, truces are formed, and misunderstandings resolved. I hope you have a really great week, and I wish you the best in any future tough conversations. Thanks for listening and being my people. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, hook me up with a five-star review wherever you're listening right now. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the People Priority Podcast. They don't miss out on more tips, tricks, and important reminders. All right, I'll see you next week.